everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 254. We're recording live on, uh, what is today? April, no, not April. I don't know why I thought April, June, June 20th. Jakester's going to be in the chat room saying I'm time traveling again. Uh, but uh, yeah, June 20th. Uh, 2022 and we've had a lot going on this summer and we're going to talk all about it we're going to talk summer game fest we're going to talk uh all the controversy around mario strikers and uh we're going to be talking about uh, a few other games we've been playing lately all the other events that have been happening so far this summer but before we get into any of that it's time for introductions maybe you're new to the podcast my name is steve and uh i love talking games with my fellow uh, Nintendo Fuse partners here uh, on the uh, the podcast and on the site. And uh, of, unfortunately, Barry couldn't join us tonight. He is a little under the weather. Uh, so make sure you guys are, uh, you know, if you're in Discord, you know, send him some good thoughts and things like that over there. Um, encourage him over there. But, uh, but it's just me and Greg tonight. So, hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey. It's going pretty good, and you're spot on. Jake's just already pointed out you're the time travel confirmed. You, you're back in April, and here we are on June. So, you know, you know, I, you know, maybe April was better. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I can't remember what April was like anymore. Um, but, <laughs> but we are right in the middle of a bunch of video game stuff. Um, I was just even looking at our rundown. You know, we have a lot of things that have been announced recently, but we've got a lot of cool games that are coming up over the next couple of weeks as well. Like, um, we'll get into that later in the podcast. Um, but as I was making that list, I was so amazed, like how many, um, games that we have that's, uh, that, that are there. Jake's um, <laughs> just said, I could wish him a happy birthday if I go back to April again. He just gets getting older and older and older. That's what happens, but I just keep going back to April. Um, but uh, speaking of Jakester, we have a live chat. And if you have not joined us uh, for our live recordings, we nor are normally live every other Monday. And uh, we go live at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we'd love for you to jump in the chat and uh, just jump into any of the conversations that we have throughout the, the recording. Um, any of the things about the, the news, the games we've been playing, anything like that. We love uh, hearing from you all. Um, you're like the other member of our podcast, um, the collective member of, of the chat room. So you can jump in there on YouTube or Twitch. Um, we stream on both. And uh, just a programming note before we get into any of the stuff uh, we're going to talk about in this episode that uh, we're going to be taking a break uh, for the month of July. Um, there's some holidays and we're traveling and different things like that uh, throughout the month of July. So we just decided to take off the month of July. Um, but we'll be back on August. August 1st, I believe, is our next live recording. Um, and so make sure you do jump in there and uh, and jump in the live chat on August 1st. If you are you know missing us in between, uh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can kind of jump back to an old episode or you can uh, make sure you hit us up on our social media. Um, great place to to jump uh, into all the different conversations that we have. Um, we are at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, and we're also um, on Discord. We have a, a Discord that we love for you guys to, to join, and you can find that um, over on uh, in the show notes, um, but also in the YouTube description. All that stuff, the links are going to be there, and we'd love for you to uh, to join into uh, in our Discord as well. Um, but 
Before we jump into any of the news, it's time to, as we always do, talk about what we have been playing. So, Greg, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, so my list is not going to be quite as long this time around. Um, this time it was I did a lot of heavy focus on Animal Crossing. So if you've been seeing following my messages in the Animal Crossing Discord, um, I really got like three million bells back up again while um, abusing the time traveling system. My daughter's island had turn ups at five ninety nine. So I was just like, okay, I'll time travel a Sunday, then boom, buy more, go right to her island, sell them, and repeat like three or four times, and got a few million bells paid off like her house and other few things that really needed some money. And now I have like the money I need to like, just be pumping out inclines and bridges and stuff on my Island as I try to hopefully get mine into like, a more permanent, uh, finalized state. So lots of work being done on my Island and on that front there. Um, I also did some Mario Kart eight deluxe with my daughter. And that was just a lot of fun. Just playing some of the different battle, like the battle mode and online uh, racing. It's still just, heck of a blast to play and i was really thinking that we'd have our next uh, courses for the dlc pack released by now but hopefully uh sometime soon i don't know um i did check out a game stardew valley that was like the promotional item i finally discovered the in-app thing to i can get more icons and everything like on the switch consoles <laughs> i was like seeing lots of friends have all these unfamiliar icons i'm like where the heck did they get these things right. and <laughs> and like now i found out where they've been storing these things so um yeah so i just i got wanted to get those uh free points for playing stardew valley um definitely not really the kind of game i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be closer to like animal crossing but it's a lot more um farm based and it really is has like an unusual stamina system where you only could do so much work at a time and then it's like oh then you gotta go to bed and um i was trying to find like the store and even that was seemed like it took a lot longer than it should have i mean you would think that the store should be like like straight up like first thing that you come across when you go into town no it's definitely not like right at the edge of the village where you would assume to find such a important thing Hmm. so i don't know it was pretty decent but i already understand it's not really my type of game and the it, the demo will expire um today actually so it was just kind of nice to be able to check it out and see what the hype was is i have numerous friends on my playlist that are on my friends list that play that uh that game quite for hundreds of hours so hmm. i was able to check it out and also with that online app they had like a advertisement to play the kirby 3 from the snes uh online app and that was my first time playing that one and that was actually a lot of fun i'm hoping to go more um into it like further on but i only did like the first level just to kind of claim the coins and then but it was something that i'm definitely marking to return to as i really enjoyed forgotten land and that really was my intro to kirby and going back and playing a lot of his more classic adventures so I really enjoyed my time there, and I can't wait to see more. I also finally checked out the Mario Strikers First Kick uh, demo thing. Um, I didn't before the last podcast, but now I definitely have lots of thoughts on that, and I'm sure we'll be diving into a deeper dive when we talk about that a little bit later. And then finally still playing um, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. It's just been keeping me going, and they have like events going after the Three Hopes release that's coming up, and um lots of other ongoing events that they always have uh every month so it's just been a lot of fun cool 
Cool. Let's go to the chat real quick and see what everybody's been playing. Uh, Logan said he's been playing uh, so untitled dev builds of, uh, of a game. Um, Kirby Forgotten Lands and Metopia with the kids still. Um, let's see. Looks like uh, Jakester's been marathoning the, the Metroid series. He's been uh, streaming that as well. So if you haven't checked out Jakester over on Twitch, uh, make sure you check out his stream. You can find that link in uh, our Discord. He posted it in there. So you can follow all of his Metroid uh, games over there. And also, uh, he played and finished Super Fusion and Dread. And last night started Prime 1 and been continuing Triangle Strategy. And... Uh, <laughs> All the while, Lego Star Wars is still not fixed. That is unfortunate. Um, and then Dave says he's been playing Elite Beat Agents, uh, Switch Sports, and checking on New Horizons each day. So that's awesome. Um, I have been playing quite a few games. Um, and uh, Greg and I were talking before we started recording that uh, this is probably the, the first time where my list is longer than uh, than his. And I, I'd be interested. It might be longer than Barry since he's been sick. He might not have been able to uh, to play as many games as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been playing Rocket League season seven of the uh, free to play season. So this is like the second time we've had a season seven. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's been um Pretty cool. It's a it's a little different than the last season. They're like focusing on like all these like fancy gold stuff this time. So people are a little, a little more pleased with the uh, the rocket pass and everything this time. But uh, I'm playing that Clash Royale, of course. Um, I also uh, went into play Captain Spirit. Uh, I know Barry would have been really excited to uh, to hear that I finally uh, tried out Captain Spirit. So that is like the prequel to Life is Strange 2. So I haven't started Life is Strange 2 yet, um, but I played the, the prequel. Um, and it's actually free on um, Xbox and PlayStation and I think Steam as well. So um, if you haven't ever checked out a Life is Strange game and you're wondering what it's about, you could like try out um captain spirit because it's free um but played that and uh enjoyed it it's it's a fun game kind of focuses on this this little kid and uh kind of his experience and it kind of it's supposed to i think lead right into life is strange too so um excited to to get into that at some point um also played a game called swaps and traps uh which is a i, I don't know if i got this game for free or if it was like a really really cheap game um there's there's several games that i have on my switch that i can't remember where i get them from um so i apologize to any publishers that are out there that maybe gave this to me for free that i forgot that i downloaded it um but i finally tried swaps and traps and it's a fun little um platformer kind of game with uh some cool puzzle elements um so if you're looking for something like that i can't remember like like i said it may be free or if it was really really cheap on on the eShop. so yeah it's nothing amazing but it was really fun and it's it's cheap uh, or maybe free um also played myro strikers battle league um and uh played the the demo but then also played the full game uh as well um we're gonna get into a little bit more of that um later in the podcast so i'll kind of save some thoughts around uh, mario strikers until then um played a little game called freshly frosted um that was talked about in the uh wholesome direct recently and it's a puzzle game that involves uh making donuts <laughs> um, so it's like a really simple game um in fact my wife has actually started playing a very similar game on her phone recently and uh so when i booted up freshly frosted got the 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 review code from the publishers and uh booted it up and i was like oh this is very similar to the game my wife has been playing uh so 
it's uh, basically you have to lay down these conveyor belts in the correct order in order to get your donuts through certain stations. So to get the frosting, to get the sprinkles, to get the filling, that sort of thing, and then end up at the the place they're supposed to in the end. So you have to lay down all these conveyor belts um, and then eventually you get them, you know, set up properly and you have to like sometimes like eventually like the uh, further you go it's more more complicated you have like different things you have to do and but you only have like the the rectangle that you have um that they give you and it's a, a grid sort of thing and uh it's actually really fun i i found myself um i thought i was just gonna sit down for just i don't know five ten minutes and be like okay cool i got a good idea of what this game is about and the next thing i know i'm finishing the first two worlds which are like eight or nine different uh, levels in each of those worlds. Um, I think they call them boxes of donuts. Actually, it's a dozen. If I'm not mistaken, it's a dozen for each of those because that makes sense because do- uh, donuts. What and about the baker's dozen? <laughs> I mean, that's the DLC. Um, but uh, yeah, so I ended up playing through two whole ones because I like uh, I had so much fun with it. So that was, that was fun. And then um, played a, another game that i think i'm going to call more of an app it's called coloring pixels collection one um and it's been out for a while on steam and other things but it just came out for uh for switch and basically you get pixel art and you color it by number that's basically it so i did a pig um you can check it out on my gaming channel if you want to (laughs) i posted that and uh yeah it's if you enjoy that sort of thing i think it'd probably be better on the touchscreen. i did it on the tv and it just kind of felt weird um but i think if you have like a stylus or something like that and you're you're coloring on your touchscreen, it's it's kind of uh mindless kind of stuff that you just kind of get your mind off of other things and it's got good music that's just kind of background music and just kind of let you zone out and just basically color pixel art by number and it looked like a minecraft pig in the end so yeah that's that's uh coloring pixels collection one and i played some teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge which we're going to talk about in uh just a little bit um but before we jump into that uh, we want to um, make sure that you know a couple things. Uh, one, we have uh, a new um, affiliate code for a, a uh, organization or a company called Ripped Apparel. And actually, the shirt that I'm wearing right now uh, came from Ripped Apparel. So it's kind of a cross between uh, Mario and Doctor Strange, which is really fun. Um, and I'm going to show you the uh, if you're watching the video version, you'll see their website. Um, so it's just uh, rippedapparel.com. But we don't want you to head to rippedapparel.com. Uh, there's actually going to be a link in the show notes and the YouTube description where you can uh, benefit us by going and and actually um, using that link. And when you do, um, we get a little bit of a kickback um, if you if you buy something using that link. So um, if you don't mind, please do that. They've got a bunch of really cool shirts over there. I'm uh, if you're watching the video version, we have a the gaming shirts scrolling on the screen right now, but they have a bunch of other things uh, over there. And so be sure be sure to use our link in the show notes or the uh, the YouTube description and. Uh, yeah, when you buy something over there, use that that code, and uh, you'll be able, or that link, and you'll be able to benefit uh, Nintendo Fuse as well. And if you want something just Nintendo Fuse merch, um, you can head over to our link uh, in the also in the YouTube description or the show notes um, at spring.com, and uh, yeah, be able to get shirts, phone cases, masks, stickers, 
all that stuff. Um, we have a bunch of merch and that also benefits us. So if you enjoy what you see in here, uh, here at Nintendo Fuse, and you want to kind of um, show, so show some support in some way, those are two ways that you guys can do that. And uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate that. All right, Greg, you ready to get into some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles talk? Yes, Shredder's awesome. Revenge. Awesome. Revenge Let's of the Shredder. This. Let's do it. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge just recently launched on all systems, including the Nintendo Switch. And I have been a huge fan of Turtles for forever. Um, I think ever since the first cartoon came out, um, I was a huge fan. I wasn't super into the you know the the comic like a lot of people were um but uh you know they kind of got in with the the cartoon and eventually the movies and everything else i have all the collection of the the little um action figures and and all that stuff um greg are you a huge turtles fan as well i am like i had a lot of the toys growing up i sadly don't have them anymore i think they've been donated like long long time ago but um yeah, I used to love that classic cartoon. I actually have all the um, very classic series on DVD. It's on the very bottom shelf on this um, shelf behind me. So it's got the entire series of uh, seasons one through ten, even though it kind of ended on a very weird uh, note where Shredder wasn't even really the boss or like the main villain at, at that point. But yeah, I've really loved uh, teen- the classic Ninja Turtles stuff and really enjoyed playing like the first few games on nes and then i never really played like the super nintendo ones and stuff and i'm really excited for that collection pack to come out later on yeah yeah i i think i remember playing uh so much of the arcade versions and was so excited when it finally came to uh the nes and and realized that like i thought i'd be able to you know my naive young young brain thought you'd be able to create the the same graphics that i saw in the arcade on my nes and that just didn't work but but still it was a fun game to play the arcade game um tmnt2 um i enjoyed the first one as well um it's a completely different game but i enjoyed the first one TMNT two was fun. I don't know if I played three, but uh, but um, when it came to four, um, pl- loved that game on on SNES. So you really missed out, Greg. Um, but uh, here we are with Shredder's Revenge. So I don't know if it could be considered five or or what number it would be actually considered in this. But it kind of takes after four in a lot of ways. And uh, yeah, it just launched um, just a few days ago. We got this game and I've really been enjoying this. Um, so it, it takes after the cartoon style. So if you are familiar with, you know, what the cartoons looked like, um, this is very much taking after the cartoon. It even has uh, the, the music at the very beginning, although some the the words not the words have changed but the the timing of some words have changed uh in in the uh the song itself i don't know what the reasons are for that but um but other than that it's really fun um side scrolling beat em up type turtles game that you know from the arcade um and up to six players can play um in person or online uh, i've not done any of that yet but um i've just played it single player but uh yeah there's a lot packed in here greg what do you think of this game it's actually like super fun. So I think on previous podcasts I've said like I wasn't the biggest fan of like the second one, but that's definitely changed my mind like with this one. Like I think it plays a lot smoother and it's 
really a blast to play with other people. Like my daughter saw me playing and then she realized that she could join in. And then she had a lot of fun playing for a number of levels. And then it's really cool that there's all these different moves they can do. It's not just like, Oh, just kick punch. And then that's it. Like, no, you can actually like do grabs. You can like do slams. You can like do all sorts of different like combo moves and everything all together. And there's a variety of ways to attack all the different foot soldiers and robot enemies and, like the rock monsters later on and everything too. So everything is very awesome. Like there's lots of combat potential and lots of learning to be done. I mean, there's different difficulty levels, which is great too. So I did like the very basic one as, as I said, I'm not, he's the biggest fan of like the um, original one the first time around, but um, definitely will be trying to step up my game. Like when I play like with other people online down the road. So I've maxed out uh, Splinter already, and I've already like beat the story mode on like one player. Nice. And then I've just been <laughs> kind of going through and trying to redo other missions and the challenges that they offer on each level and everything too. So it's been a huge blast to play. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you've actually played a lot more than I have then. Um, I think I've made it through the first four levels um but uh but i was also like i i've i've slowed myself down because i did um i was considering like if i wanted to do the, like, the whole gameplay uh playthrough and everything on my gaming channel so i have slowed myself down and then stopped um from like progressing so fast just in case i you know need to record it and everything too or stream it um but it's been it's been so much fun what i have experienced in the first four levels and i love how you can at any point treat it like an arcade system and just like jump into uh, matches that are already happening with other players. So I, yep. like I said, I haven't done that yet, but it was so cool to like play around with it and realize, wow, you can just hop right in just like you go to the arcade, put down your quarters. And like, <laughs> it was just, just like you're hopping in with strangers or hopping in with friends. And, uh, and that's really fun. And it's cool that you can do the the regular story mode and have like all these continues and everything and just progress at three different uh, difficulty levels. If I remember correctly, I think it's like easy, medium yep. and hard. Um, but then you can also yeah, do uh, arcade mode, um, which is basically like you have limited continues. So it's like, you know, just like you would be in, in the arcade. Um, I am definitely not up for that right now. I'm going to continue on through the regular version uh, for now. But uh, it's cool that they they incorporated that just you know for those people that do want to to have that kind of experience yeah i thought that was really great to have those different types of modes and um i did do some online matches and it was pretty fun to just play with some other people and it was pretty like like seamless and flawless for the most part um i know there was one particular level I was on, like one player completely froze and we couldn't even move because the game was trying to like tell us to like, oh, we got to move forward. And this player's at the back of the screen. So it, you can't just like walk, have them lock off the screen. And then thankfully it so got like disconnected, but then another number of other players ended up disconnecting after that. So it was hmm. like me and one other player after having like four or five of us playing at once for a little while. So hmm. um, yeah. And then there are, has been a few like glitches with it. Like I've had the game like force close and like completely shut down, like from using the online mode as well too. Oh. Um, so that kind of stunk there. And I definitely think that there might be some patches that need to come down the line. I don't know why like the, that was happening, but um, just playing like single player was all perfect and fine and everything. This is only when I've been trying to play online and access that. So I don't, really don't think it's my connection, but 
I can't, can't say for sure that it's not, but that was slightly alarming to see just the game just shutting down on its own, just be able to like for yeah. issues like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, did you get the downloadable version or did you get the cartridge? I got the download version. I don't think the cartridge is fully processed yet through. Oh, it's, it's run still, yet, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so if, if you do want the, the cartridge, I think they have like different, um, packs and everything you can purchase. Um, I know some of them are still waiting on, on that, um, from limited run. Uh, so that's where you can get the, the physical version of the game, but the digital version, I think it, it's, it's actually on sale. I don't know how long it's going to be on sale right now. And I was able to, to get it down to, I think 20 bucks, um, after I cashed in a little bit of my gold coins and then the sale and everything. So for $20, uh, do you think this twenty to twenty five dollars? We'll say because I think the final, the regular price is somewhere around twenty five, twenty seven, or something like that. Um, of course, plus tax in in most places. Um, do you think this is worth it, Greg? I hundred percent. There's lots of content here and pretty much endless replay value to like try to go through and um, just having fun with friends and playing through the levels like in the arcade mode. Like you don't have to. Um, just stick to story mode 100% of the time. There's lots of replay value to like level up every single one of your turtles and the other non-turtle characters to um, level 10. And there's certainly lots of content there to be worth like 20, like a that 20, $25 price range. And the levels aren't like super long. They're like usually like five to 10 minutes at most. So it's, I mean, they're pretty good chunk of time to be playing through and lots of fun to be had, especially if you're a Turtles fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to, to the, you know, the classic arcade does it, it's there's a difficulty level there and some people could get frustrated by, you know, the, the point of that was to, you know, get your money in the arcade. Right. Um, but to be able to have those easier, uh, difficulty levels on there, um, makes it really accessible for a lot of different people. And so I'm, I'm guessing, you know, your, your daughter had a, a fun time with it. Um, uh, so I'm guessing she didn't think it was too difficult. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was also on the easiest difficulty level, but I mean, it was still, I mean, she's pretty much new to that kind of genre of game to begin with, like just the beat em up style games. It's was, that was like our first game to, in that genre. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, there's definitely lots of content there, especially if you're huge into turtles. I mean, there's no way I'm going to be able to get every single challenge done or anything, but it was, there's still, I think it's still a hundred percent worth like what I paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those challenges of like not getting injured at all throughout the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to be able to, to pass those challenges <laughs> at all, even on the yeah, easy. Those, <laughs> yeah. Those are the only challenges that I couldn't complete yeah. is the undamaged ones. Yeah. So it'd be fun to see some people do it though. I'm sure some people are going to do it and it's going to be a blast to, to watch them online for sure. Um, but that's not me and I don't have the time to, uh, to practice that much to be able to get all those challenges. But if that's yeah, you, yeah, more I, power to you. I tried the first level where that first appears and I can't get past like the first few screens without getting hit somehow. I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, not worth too much more time into that. Not at all. And there are random times, yeah, when you're like clearly like this, it's a beat em up. So you can't, you have to like, you know, step aside, you know, your disbelief and things like that and just realize they're like, yes, I shouldn't have been hit at that moment, but it's a beat em up. 
sometimes that happens. And, you know, I'm sitting there whacking a guy and then all of a sudden he just turns around and hits me back. Like that doesn't happen, but it's a turtles beat him up. Those happen in turtles beat him ups. It's okay. Move on. And, uh, once you like get that through your head, like I was able to just have a blast with this game. Yeah. And it's not like the original double dragon either, where the the other enemies on the screen just watch you go one-on-one right. with a particular enemy either. So it's, much harder to stay unharmed because pretty much anything that can come after you will, it's not just going to stand around and wait for you to be done fighting. That's true. Yeah. They come in and like, they take their opportunity, um, which I always thought was funny. Like if I were, you know, witnessing a fight, I wouldn't just be like, okay, you go, then I'll go. Like, no, I'm going to like, wait till like you're distracted and I'm going to come up from behind you. And that's actually what the foot plan does in this game. So you got to be ready. You got to be on your toes. Yeah. I know that's how the cartoon worked, but, this is more of a game. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so Chinese Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge is available now. Uh, you can get it on Switch, uh, which Greg and I have. And uh, I, I think it's great because you can take it on the go. But you can also get it on PS4, uh, Xbox, and uh, Steam. And I think PS5 and all that stuff too because um, you know goes up. But uh, yeah, great game. Uh, right now, I think it is on sale in a lot of different places. So make sure you take advantage of that. Yep. All right, well, let's move into some Nintendo-related news. And uh, recently, we've started Summer Game Fest. Uh, so Summer Game Fest is something that started, what, two years ago, something like that, by Jeff Keighley? Um, and, uh, if you don't know Jeff, um, like, I feel like I know him, uh, cause he's like in the gaming world so much, never met the guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he started this and, um, it, it started as an online thing. They were actually able to do that in person this year and, um, showed off a lot of different games. They have different events throughout the, the summer, um, streamed events, events there where you can go and check out the games in person very similar to e3 if e3 were uh did evolve um and change and everything but um yeah we didn't have a, a direct uh, uh <laughs> no <laughs> didn't really uh intend to use the word direct there but it works uh direct connection for nintendo um throughout summer game fest but even though we're supposed to eventually get a direct from nintendo um but they weren't um incorporated in the things except for for third-party um games that are coming to nintendo systems uh so before we get into any of the things that were announced greg what, what do you think of summer game fest 2022 so far um just general impressions i mean i didn't like really watch it specifically but i mean i've just been kind of going through the news and there's definitely lots of awesome stuff that's been announced i mean unfortunately we don't have a lot of the nintendo stuff as that's more for nintendo directs but it's still great to see that there's lots of love out there in the, in the gaming world and lots of awesome announcements that took place during this festival and like you said it was great that it was live because a lot of things are haven't really been live for a few years now thanks to covid and um that inclu even includes e3 e3 was formally canceled this year so um hopefully that we'll have a more formal e3 next year but it's still great to have live gaming events still like in the space yeah yeah i'm with you it's it's cool to to be back and i feel like i feel like summer game fest has kind of started to hit its stride i think in the beginning the last couple of years it was kind of like eh 
okay, I guess this is a thing, but it doesn't really seem like a thing. It's like you've you've called this something, but it's it's really just a, a collection of videos. Um, but it started to actually you know become more of a, of a show, a presentation um, that has more of a collective. Uh, you know, thing together, um, this year, I think they still have a lot of room to grow. Um, I think, you know, if I was going to grade it, you know, the A, B, C, D, F, uh, or A, B, C, D, F, um, I would, uh, I'd probably give it a C. I think it's, it's average is passing. Um, there's a lot of room to, to grow still, but I think it, you know, in the beginning it was closer to like a D or an F. Um, we got a solid C, C plus, I think this year, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, if you were to, to grade it or what what you've seen so far, Greg, what do you what do you think it's where do you think it would land? I completely agree with you. I think it's still right around that C range, but it's there's always room for improvement. I mean, it's when it's only a few years old, and I still think that's quite an accomplishment to be getting that kind of like grade that quickly. I mean, it's takes a lot of effort and time and stuff to work with all the different publishers and get all the announcements and everything all organized and whatnot. But I still think that like you were saying, there's can be room for improvement as well. So mm-hmm. once they address any of those concerns and look at how they can do things with better and more efficient in the future, then that's will be really great for everyone when we can tune in to watch these future festivals. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be, it's really going to be interesting next year when E3 supposedly does come back. Um, what does that mean for summer game fest? Is that, is it going to continue? as it has been, is it going to continue to get better or will it take a huge hit? Because, you know, it's, it's just Jeff Keeley and his friends. Um, and he's got a lot of cool, good, cool friends and there's a lot of great connections that he has, but it doesn't have something like the ESA behind it. Like E3 does. Um, so what do you think? Like if, if E3 comes back, is it going to, is it going to compete? Is it going to push summer game fest out of the way? I don't know. What do you think? It really could be, either i mean it um i could definitely see like it being like better next year especially if there's not really going to be an e3 but if there isn't e3 i mean it could steal some of the thunder of some of the announcements if they were revealed at e3 and then this is whatever two weeks later then it's like well okay well it's not a special anymore because i just saw that whatever this new game was coming out like in the future like two weeks prior so it's really could be an extension of e3 it could be an actual more like formal replacement of E3 if it's not going to be going like onwards or anything, but it, I mean, there's really hard to tell. I mean, with a world that hasn't had an E3 in like the last like three years. So, yeah. 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 I think, you know, if E3 comes back, like people would want it to, I think summer game fest is in trouble. Um, just because of the, the power and everything behind E3. Um, however, if E3 flops, like this could be a, an opportunity um, to step in. I think that's that's what they're wanting Summer Game Fest to do is, is that to step in. Um, I don't know, you know, you don't have the the money, the the talent, the, all the different things that come into to E3 to be able to shake it up and and do something. Maybe 
something from the grassroots sort of experience like summer game fest might have the ability to to evolve and change like it needs to um i don't know it's gonna be really interesting um we'd love to let you hear your thoughts as well um so let us know in the chat the comments later what you think you know summer game fest moving forward with e3 coming back what's that going to look like do you think either of them are in trouble or uh, do you think there's a there's room for them to coexist around the same time because we have things like tokyo game show and other stuff but it's spread out throughout the year um with these things yeah. happening at the same time that could be really interesting yeah i mean it I mean, it can be done right. I mean, they could do certain announcements only at E3 and then still save other announcements for Summer Game Fest. So, I mean, they can easily coexist and it just depends on the publishers and the information that they're willing to show. I mean, because either way, one can steal the other's thunder. So, I mean, if they're going like, to try to push Summer Games Fest at the beginning of June, well, then it will steal E3's thunder and be like, oh, yeah, we already heard that these games are coming out just before or whatever. So, it's mm -hmm. as long as they're not like double dipping and like cross like cross uh like promotion like the same stuff at the for both events then they easily can coexist very easily yeah yeah well let's jump into a couple of the the announcements that were talked about at summer game fest um like we said earlier there wasn't a whole lot of nintendo stuff there was some stuff that was just kind of tossed in there um but a couple of the things that we went to discuss um we'll get into uh but before we do that just heads up if you're looking for a great place to have like a quick rundown of everything that's happened at summer game fest uh you can check out tech radar um we're going to be going through their article um as as we kind of go through these announcements um, um, Tech Raider has a fantastic rundown of everything, um, videos and everything included. Um, one of the big things that I noticed uh, when we were watching, I think the original, the the the, the main Summer Game Fest when it came on, we we saw some stuff from Marvel Midnight Suns. However, Nintendo Switch is now missing on the uh the little screen you know that has the at the end that has the logos of the different systems that the game's going to be on and uh yeah it's missing what do we think about that greg i think is it, is it actually going to be gone or uh or they just happen to forget about it on that that screen i mean it's always so hard to know i mean it could be that like oh they don't want to support the switch or don't think it's worth doing that i mean there's we're getting those rumblings of like the switch successor so is like was it moved to that um i mean really it could really be any number of things like, like i was saying it could be like the drop support of the switch or it could just be nintendo trying to be like oh well, we have our direct on x date and we'll be announcing that this game is in fact coming to switch even though you already know that the game exists and will be coming to playstation 4 or 5 and whatever and xbox and everything there too so i mean nintendo's been very picky about their announcements in that regard as well too so it's very hard to say which why it could be excluded yeah yeah Jakester said in the chat, and and we people have, have noticed this as well that the the Nintendo Switch pre order page is now missing. Um, when I checked on Nintendo's site the other day, I, I forgot to check before we started recording. But when I checked the other day, it was still listed on Nintendo's site, so you could still see the the game page um, for the game. I don't know if it's still there or not, but at that time, um, like last week or something like that, it, it was still there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it kind of seems weird. I, I feel like honestly, if it does come back, I feel like it might be one of these cloud games. 
don't know. Like, because it, it seems like it's so big of a game. I don't know if they're going to put it on there. They did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Why wouldn't they do it with, with uh, Midnight Suns as well? It's, I mean, it could, I mean, it could just be that the Switch can't really handle it. So, I mean, it could have, like, had that, like, secret cancellation kind of thing. Or, I mean, never really know where they go with these things. I mean, yeah. I mean, cancellations happen, and that sucks. And obviously, there's that as well. But hopefully, it's not a cloud game. We have already seen that the cloud games are not very stable at this point in time for our current generations of systems, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it's not as well. Um, it's also one of those games, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I really like having Marvel ultimate Alliance on, on switch, but, um, but man, midnight suns might be one of those games that I want to see in 4k. So if I have the option, I might get it on Xbox instead um, because it might look so beautiful. And if it's going to stutter some playing in the cloud on my Switch, I, I'd rather have a great experience uh, playing on Xbox instead. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm landing right now. It's really unfortunate because I, I Switch needs some some top tier third party games like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's not looking good right now. Yeah, I mean, we did notice like i think there was a comment in our discord saying like the splatoon 3 screenshots were in 4k which is usually a first for nintendo so i mean is this some sort of like <laughs> speculation for the new generation of switch and this game will be on there or mm. i mean who really knows i mean <laughs> yeah it, yeah i it, mean we don't get our, our hopes up too much but but yeah, is the reason they removed it because they're going to put a new logo on there when they announce the new thing in the in the near future? Probably not. Um, <laughs> let's let's put our expectations in the proper place. Um, but it is cool to think about, and uh, yeah, maybe that's the reason is because they got something else up their sleeve. I mean, we've seen this with like the Switch thing. I mean, it's Switch has gotten so many ports of games from like the PlayStation 4 and like the Xbox 360 and stuff over its like life cycle because like the Wii U couldn't handle it. But mm -hmm. I mean, who's to say that the Switch successor won't be getting like these, also some more of these kinds of titles like this too that are beefier in size and can actually run on Nintendo hardware. That's true. Never yeah. really know. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we also saw was uh, Cuphead. Um, they're really pushing this DLC for Cuphead. Um, and so we show, it was shown off several times during Summer Game Fest uh, so far. Um, Greg, are you a Cuphead fan? I had played like, the game like, on, was it, was it Switch or Wii U? And it was just Switch, very yeah. difficult. <laughs> like, it's incredibly yeah, it was, difficult. I mean, it was fun from what I played, but it was just, I wish it could have, been able to been toned down a little bit but yeah yeah i mean i thought it was really cool and my daughter really loves the netflix cartoon series mm -hmm. and so it's like <laughs> it's very cool game it just i very cool series i guess but i wish i could <laughs> handle the gameplay more right right i think i'm i think that's a big thing because i'm wondering how many people is, is this dlc really appealing to because the majority of us probably can't make it through the level like four. Um, so why do we need a DLC pack of levels um, unless it's, you know, made easier or something for us? Um, it'd be great to, you know, release a, you know, 
talking talk about on Ninja Turtles earlier. We need a easy mode for Cuphead. That's that's what I want because I want to experience the whole game. I'm just not that good, um, and so it'd be great to to have that kind of experience. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too thrilled about the DLC just because not because I hate the game or anything because. I just can't make it past level four. So why why purchase more levels that I'm never going to be able to get through? Um, but yeah, that's yeah. where I stand. Yeah, and it's unfortunately it's with so many games to play, it's kind of hard to train up to be good enough to beat level four and right. be able to play more of the <laughs> levels as well. So it could be a quick fix, just like, okay, let's put in easy mode or very easy mode and other people can actually just enjoy the story and like a much simpler style of level. But yeah, I mean, I understand some people do like their challenges and everything too, but that's, if you're willing to put in the time, then it'll be a lot of fun. But if there's so many other games out there that you'd rather play, then it's unfortunately lowers the priority of it. So, right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, on top of, uh, all the different things that were announced at, um, at summer game fest, we also got to see more of Sonic frontiers, um, and, uh, looks beautiful. It's a very pretty game, but, uh, it's also been some little controversy around the game. Um, people are wondering, you know, is it, you know, is it actually like worth it? Is it going to be very good? Uh, to me, it looked pretty bland. Like it looks beautiful, but it's also like you play through the the different levels and and go against the different um, you know enemies, and you're like, well, is that it? And you just run around this beautiful world at super speed, supersonic speed, and uh, come up to an enemy, and it seems a little repetitive, like what you do against the enemies as well, um, and it kind of just seems very, very open and empty, uh, kind of a world. Absolutely beautiful, but it just seems a little empty and repetitive, and that's why a lot of people seem like they're they're saying uh, very similar things. What do you, what do you think of Sonic Frontier so far? It. Definitely sounds like a very cool concept, but I think they've also announced that it's going to be delayed as well. So I think that they're finally going to try to add some more stuff in there just to make sure that it's more polished and maybe actually has a better feel to it as well. So um, obviously that's definitely very welcome in that regard, but just like a Skyrim-style Sonic game, it does sound like it would be a lot of fun, but like if, how, if you are moving very fast, then how... like. How big can the world really be if you're going that fast? I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, it's yeah. I, I think uh, I think that's always been my thing. I think I talked about this in our Discord as well. That I've never been too excited about the um, the 3D Sonic games because of that. Like because I I want to explore. If I'm in a 3D game, like you know, Breath of the Wild, I was able to fully explore because. Link doesn't run at supersonic speeds um, and everything's just blur blurring past him. Um, I really enjoy 2D Sonic games because it makes sense. Like you could just get from one end to the next as fast as you can, as creative as you can. It's kind of like parkour and you're just like flying through and it's fun. But in a 3D game, I want to explore. I want to like journey around. And I don't when I don't I don't think of of sonic and explore in the same like vein like those two words don't go together and so i think no matter what i would kind of have this little thing about this game but seeing the gameplay it's it seems really interesting that they've they've not really done much with it yet 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to know how they can handle it. I mean, if they can actually make it work where Sonic can be exploring, but not being able to just run by everything at supersonic speed, then it can definitely really work. But it, it really depends on how they scale it and like how big they are doing everything. So yeah. it can be done right. They just need to find that correct balance. Yeah. Well, be sure to let us know what you think about Sonic Frontiers if you're excited about it as well. Uh, let us know in the in the chat or the the comments after the fact. Uh, let's move on from Summer Game Fest and talk about another game that has recently come out, and uh, that is Mario Strikers Battle League. So we uh, have been able to uh, to play the game. I, I've played the the full version. Um, Greg's got a chance to uh, to play First Kick. Uh, so. Yeah, now that we've actually you know seen the game, played it some, um, what do you think about this, Greg? Um, we'll we'll get into a little bit of what people think in just a second, but at first, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's definitely as like as difficult as I remember it being like on GameCube and Wii because I know I was not the best player, and I've even commented on like one of the previous podcasts, like when it was when we knew it was like coming out soon. So. Um, Normally tutorials are supposed to you feel like you're a god and you can like actually do it, but like this tutorial is actually like very hard. Like even to show you that it's like hard, they even like just let you move on to the next one, even though you didn't even master the technique. So it's like, okay, well, two minutes is up and you didn't do the all the moves in two minutes. So okay, well, here's the next tutorial. So it's like, um, what? <laughs> like, why is this timed and why do I not have a lot of time? And why is the computer feel like it's on ace difficulty level on a tutorial but it's i don't know like i already know it's not for me and it's not going to be persuading me to buy it especially with like our upcoming discussion that we have regarding this but it's definitely a very difficult game and it's definitely has to be one of those you put in tons of time to practice and get really good at the game yeah yeah i think for me, I think Barry and I talked about this as well. Like, I like we the the tutorial really is interesting because like there's it's really difficult to pull off those specific moves that it wants you to in the tutorial because you, circumstances have to be just right, especially team tackle. Like, in order to hit your teammate into, into someone else, like you have to be lined up just perfectly. And the game wants you to hit five of them in within like a minute and a half or something like that. And like, that's, it's almost impossible. So like everything just needs to be lined up perfectly to, in order to, to accomplish that. So tutorial and everything, I, I think it's good that it teaches you a lot. Um, if you're, if you're trying to really learn the game, it's a great thing. Um, but I think, Honestly, Greg, I think I told you this before we started recording as well. Like, I feel like you've experienced the majority of the game. And that's why I think there's a lot of controversy around this. Um, and we thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about that just a bit because the game is is not finished. Like, it's it's a good, decent start, but it's not it's not finished. Um, and so like being a longtime fan of Mario strikers from GameCube to, I really enjoyed the Wii version. I played a lot of, of, uh, the Wii version. Um, I was really, really excited. You can go back to previous podcast when we heard that Mario strikers, uh, battle league was announced and I was so, so excited that it was happening. Um, and, uh, then it's out and I had some, 
I had some thoughts around like, is it going to be what I remember? There's certain things from the Wii version that I wish they did bring in. Um, so like there's missing characters for one, but there's also a, miss a couple missing moves. Like I, I really enjoyed uh, the different uh, dodges and things like that that you could have in the Wii version. Um, Daisy had an awesome one. She's not even in the game uh, now, but she had an awesome dodge that I used all the time and uh, just totally kicked it above the, the goalie's head. Um, and then um, the Hammer Brothers was awesome just to like throw hammers down when you're, when you're dribbling around and everything. Um, those things are missing from the game. It, it's, it very much mirrors uh, Mario Super Mario Strikers from, from the GameCube a lot more. But now you have to collect a, an item before you do your, your uh, smash or whatever it's called. Um, your, you know, your uh, little timed kick thing where you get multiple points. Um, but that's it. And there's very few characters, very few uh, anything within the game. And a lot of people are kind of upset about it because it's a full price game. And uh, it's like, it's not even, I don't know, halfway done. Kind of seems like a good start, but uh, but people are upset. What do you think about all this, Greg? I definitely agree. Like there, I've been reading everybody else's like thoughts on this and it seems like a lot of the mario sports games in general have taken this approach just to like okay let's get the game out it's even june where like all of these have been coming out like um aces came out in june and um uh golf and they're pretty much coming out at a full price game and then they're promising these um free content updates for the foreseeable future where they're adding in extra characters and extra modes and everything else and it's really making it seem like they're just rush rushing all of these sports games out and effort to try to get people to like just buy the game and hope that they'll continue to play it for the foreseeable future um i believe that like ace has got at least was more fortunate to like have like the updates longer, but I, I think Mario golf like cut off pretty, like only, only lasted for like six months or eight months or something like mm -hmm. that. I saw I got reports on Twitter. So it's kind of unfortunate that a lot of these sports games in general are just coming out at full price. And a lot of the content is not even there where they're adding all these extra characters. And like you said, Steve, like Daisy's like been a staple at for all Mario sports games and like the party games. And she's not even in this initial release of the game. Like yeah. that's what the heck is going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the online uh, of the game is, is okay as well. I haven't really had any, any issues with it so far, but it seems very bland because the, the leagues have not really fully opened up yet. Um, and I don't really know what that's going to be like. I don't really know, like to get 20, if you don't have 20 people in your league, are you going to be a disadvantage? Do you actually need the the full 20 to be able to get um, to be able to move forward in, in the rankings? Or, you know, if you only have five, is that going to be OK? There's there's so many things that we don't know yet. Um, and and there's still so much of the game that I feel like, yeah, it's just missing. Like um, if you're going to pay 60 bucks for a game like this is great. But like, you know, like I would have. I play Rocket League all the time. Another another soccer related game, and now it's free to play for about the same content. Like you can play um, locally with with other friends locally. You can play in um, you know like tournaments 
on your system itself or you can play online and it's free, free to play. Even when it wasn't free to play, I think it was like 20 bucks, not 60. So like this is this is kind of like I understand why people are getting a little upset because they're like, hey, I bought a $60 game, but I really got like a $20 game. And uh, I don't know. Have we heard yet when the the updates are going to happen yet or we just know that they're going to at some point? I don't think there's been a thing of when yet. I think it's just like it's gonna be coming and like i even like prefaced like earlier we don't even know like when the next mario kart 8 deluxe tracks are so it's they're really dropping the ball on like when a lot of these content updates are even coming it's just gonna they really do a lot more of the shadow drops and stuff and i really think that that could be more beneficial to know like when updates are coming and also how frequently like is it could be every week is it gonna be like every month is it not gonna like not be like every three months i mean that's important stuff to know if you're gonna be purchasing a game especially if like the all the content is not even there i mean Mm -hmm. i don't really feel comfortable recommending to buy strikers and until i see it like more like on a sale i mean maybe like next like mario day like next march it's gonna be an a better price and that's might be when i would pick it up but mm-hmm. and that also means a lot more of the updates would have already been out by then hopefully but yeah. it really they need to be better at communicating a lot of these dlcs like when they're actually be launching and not just like okay and then like oh tomorrow plays daisy and mario strikers like right. that's not really how that works yeah yeah and there's some other things too that I know I, I haven't realized uh, or recognized other people talking about this, but through my experience with the game, um, playing a lot on GameCube and we, um, I learned, just realized there's some other things that are just bothering me um, and things that I really enjoyed with, with Strikers. I, I enjoyed, I feel like either one of two things that happened, either the characters got larger or the, the play field got smaller because I felt like I had more room. Um, to move my characters around. I had more room to make plays happen, to pass all those different things in both the the GameCube and the Wii version. But here on Switch, I feel like you're you're tightly compacted. The character models are totally different. So like Bowser is like twice as big as as Mario and and I like how they've done some different things with um, how the the players will have different power, uh, you know, and speed and and all these different things, but but essentially with the with the upgrades with the the clothes that you can put on and things like that is it's just like bumping it here and there in order to just like really small tweaks and it's almost like I I did some tweaks but just to, to try it out but I was totally okay with just picking those characters from the beginning like if I wanted a character that had more speed I just picked one with more speed I don't need to make Mario faster I just know that oh well toad is faster or whatever and i just pick a different character um because the other than those different attributes they don't have very much of a different gameplay i guess their play style is not vastly different like it was in the wii version where i would pick hammer brothers because i know i want to jump up and throw hammers down and destroy them, my opponents while i was running around i wanted to pick daisy because i wanted her to do that the the loop rainbow shot every time but but now it's just it's very, very similar. And so even though we don't have a lot of characters, like the characters all act like each other anyhow, except for one's stronger than another, one's slightly faster than another, one has supposedly a better shot than another. 
eh, I don't know, like they, they could be doing so much more. So yeah, I'm right with you and everybody else that's like not so happy with Mario Strikers Battle League right now. Yeah, and I even commented on somebody's like a post on this game on Twitter. Like, I know we're like with the Wii, uh, like the 3DS eShops e are shutting down and everything. And if a lot of these games are going to be requiring these updates just to play the game, and what happens like when the eShops are gone and we can't even play the game because all the content is no longer there anymore because it's not on the card. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's not going to be on every card, obviously. I'm sure the ones that they print after all that's there, it will be there. But it's, Maybe. there's definitely a concern that there's going to be some versions of the game out there that don't have, that won't be playable in whatever 15, 30 years where it's right. Switch eShop is offline, and but it, the game requires all these updates just to function. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear Barry echoing in our ears right now. <laughs> talking about that's why we need yep. physical, but also, yeah, why why games need to be finished? Um, like, don't put out you know a halfway done game, you know, and then rely on on downloadable updates. Like, if you have to patch something, that happens. You know, I get it, but uh, you know, to put out you know a twenty dollar game for sixty dollars and say, hey, the rest is coming later at an undisclosed time, maybe we'll trickle it out. Yeah, that's not so good. Like you're not going to build very much, uh, you know, trust and support for for your company in that way. I know it makes me really nervous to be rooting for Mario Baseball because that's my favorite Mario sports game, and that seems like it would be the next one to come back because we already have tennis, golf, and now Strikers is even back after um, an absence. But it's definitely going to be concerning that it's like, well. It's gonna probably be announced and only be have like half of the roster when it launches, and it's gonna be feel like a downgraded version of the even the GameCube one. It's mm -hmm. that's very concerning that these Mario sports games are not being fully complete when they're launching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just going to general, I see a lot of people basically saying the same thing in the chat. Everybody is not too, not too excited about what's going on. Um, and, uh, they're also talking about your cat. So, yep. <laughs> he made some brief appearances. He really wants, he wants to replace Barry on the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> he's already jumping in and sharing his thoughts. He also had some, you know, quite striking, um, you know, thoughts about Mario strikers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> I was translating it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Those were those weren't Greg's thoughts. Those were actually his cats. <laughs> well, let's move on to something a little different. Um, Microsoft. We're going to talk about Microsoft, and uh, this actually has nothing to do with Switch. Um, but we thought it'd be interesting for you guys to to know. Um, number one, because we want to make sure um, part of our the reason we do this podcast is to inform you about the uh, recent news, um, but also to kind of share our thoughts around what is going on in the gaming world and how it could impact Nintendo. So um, this crazy thing uh, that that Microsoft just announced is that they are bringing Xbox Game Pass uh, cloud version uh, to smart TVs. So you no longer need a console anymore. All you basically need is a is a computer, and you can 
play Xbox Game Pass streaming these games. Now, we just talked about the cloud version. So, like, I don't know, you know, how that's going to work with, uh, you know, people that have not so great Internet speeds. Um, and most smart TVs don't have a huge hard drive. So you're going to be able to actually download these games. You're pretty much just going to be streaming them. Um, but uh, but, yeah, it's bringing all these games that are on Game Pass just immediately to uh, smart TVs. So that's that's pretty much what you can do. And and because it's a smart TV, you can also play with a Microsoft controller or a Sony DualSense controller. <laughs> so you can hook up your PS4, PS5 uh, controller to the uh, to the smart TV as well and, and be able to play that way. So, Greg, what do you think about this and and what kind of impact could this potentially have on Nintendo? It is definitely a very interesting thing that they're doing here is just like to kind of almost like remove a council from being required. Um, I know, I think when a lot of people were suggesting that Nintendo does like a more of a Netflix style subscription, I think this is kind of what they were more imagining it would be. It would be like on just like on the TV and you can immediately just play whatever all the classic like Mario brothers and Mario brothers three super Mario world and all of those fun games just through like an app that's like on the TV and that's certainly a very interesting perspective. I mean, right now, Nintendo will be very anti that at this point in time because it took Nintendo, uh, I don't know how, like 15 years before they decided they wanted to do mobile games. And like now that they're very limitedly there in mobile space to begin with, I mean, I don't really see them wanting to jump on board to be like, you know, let's put our classic catalog just like on this app that you can just put on a television or whatever. I mean, even if you're buying it or whatever, I mean, that's cool there too, unless they make like a switch online exclusive to be able to download the app on the television. If they're able to manage that, like logging into your Nintendo account, that would be a huge step in that way. But I really don't think Nintendo would be taking that kind of route through with their games, at least in in the immediate future. I think we've discussed that this is kind of more like the future of gaming just being more streaming and more universal. And I think that that's what Microsoft is trying to achieve with this um, idea here, just putting the Game Pass just right up there to the apps. And if you have a controller, then you could just easily play it as simply as if you had the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, it, it seems it's very much going in that direction. Like, I think. Uh, like Nintendo is very much console gaming experience. Um, I think for the most part, Sony is probably very similar as well. Um, but Xbox and Microsoft have seemed like they're moving into this direction where like, we just want to be a game provider. Yes, we have our console and we we're proud of it and we want you to buy it, but you don't have to. We just want your month, your monthly subscription. We want your annual subscription. And with that, we get your regular money and we'll give you access to a large number of the, the games that are on our system. And you don't even need, you know, our Xbox to play it. And I think it's really interesting. I, I think our, our chat room is already saying, though, like they don't have fast enough Internet and a lot of people don't have fast enough Internet. Yes, the majority of people probably in the United States, North America as a whole, maybe the world doesn't have fast enough Internet. But I guess it's enough for them to say, hey, let's try it. 
these people that are that do live in areas that have uh, high speed internet, um, you know, fiber, all those different things, gig, gig speed internet, like maybe it's worth it for them, even though that's not the majority of the market, but maybe, you know, it, it's worth at least checking it out, I guess. I don't know. Like, so I think for me, it's, I, I really wonder, yeah, I, is this in fact the future of, of gaming and yeah, what will that look like for Nintendo eventually when they don't have a console to promote and put their first party games on anymore? <laughs> like, well, do we have a Nintendo TV? <laughs> the Nintendo TV that everybody has wanted for a long time, just like the Apple TV. Um, will it finally happen? Or will Nintendo be putting, you know, the you know, next Breath of the Wild 5 just streaming on your smart TV um, or streaming on your smart device that you have hooked up to your TV at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to say. I mean, I know Nintendo has been a lot more about the experience and trying to like innovate and move things in like, different directions, especially we've seen like the, with the Wii, with the motion controls and like the Wii U is able to finally have like a somewhat handheld experience. And now with the switch, it no longer tethered to the dock, but, um, it's really hard to say, like, if it's something where Nintendo be drifting away from their consoles just to more offer this more like a service. Um, I don't think it's any secret that or that uh, Microsoft has lost lots of money on producing their Xbox consoles. Like, they Microsoft is a huge company and can afford to sell them at a loss, but um, that would obviously kind of clear up that red there if like their games are just playable on a TV and they don't need a console anymore. And then you can still produce more powerful games. You just need more powerful internet. You just need but like a 4K TV. You need a 10K TV. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's yeah. that stuff will just naturally upgrade over time. And if they could just have their games on there, then that's might be easier than just trying to sell a console down the line. So yeah. I mean, that kind of removes that factor of it. If you just need their subscription service and then you can just play the games or they just take your money for being signed up for it. I mean, that's true. Uh, Jakesters or jokesters saying something in the chat that I think is really important. And I think if, if Barry was here, he would he would very much voice this as well, um, that this is bad for the the physical gaming world as a whole um if we're just streaming games then we don't have access you know what happens when that service does go down eventually you know or you can't you know your internet goes down now you can't have any games at all like at least you know when you do have a cartridge and it doesn't require internet signal you can go and actually you know still play your game um but if your internet goes out or your tv dies or whatever it is like that's your only access to games um not that it's a you know it's it's still you know it's a it's a uh, something that, you know, is not essential in our lives, of course, is video games. Yep. Let's acknowledge that. Yep. Um, but, you know, like being able to have it physically, you can still pop the cartridge or pop the disc or whatever in your system and be able to play it. But when it's only streaming, it's very similar to to people that are like movies or TV shows and everything. When you 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 own the rights to stream that to your home, you don't actually own the game itself. And so for some that's okay. So if like 
I have a Disney Plus uh, membership, um, and I'm okay with because I don't need to own all of those movies and TV shows. If I have access to them, cool. Um, but I'll still buy the Blu-rays of like the Avengers movies because I really want to own those. Um, even if I ever sometimes have to cancel my Disney Plus subscription or my Netflix subscription or whatever, there's certain things that I want to own and I have the ability to own that. But if we're going that direction where everything's just streaming, eh, I think you're going to take a lot of people off. Yeah. And like even Netflix has already gone through some of the stuff they lose, like they have content that goes up there and then, the provider will be like, well, I don't want you to have this on their service anymore. And that's like, just gone. Like that can easily happen with the games too. It's like, Oh, you have breath of the wild two on there. Oh, well now gone. Like no longer can play it. And mm-hmm. if that's the only thing that exists and there's no cartridges, no e-shops, then it's like, well, that game just pretty much ceases to exist unless Nintendo wants to put it back up. Just like Mario 35. It's was. <laughs> A streaming game and was playable for a year and then it just yep. snap your fingers and can't play it anymore it's completely gone it's yep. almost like it never happened right right yeah it's it's gonna be weird um but it's it's interesting that they're trying out um i i kind of wonder i don't know i don't know too many people that really even love their smart tvs anyway so like most of them are slow uh, so like like the operating systems and everything too. So this could yep. be a really poor experience too. <laughs> so it, it could backfire on it on Microsoft for sure too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think games are quite there just because of like how large they are and like how interactive they're supposed to be. Like I don't really see streaming as an easily like a thing that can be done like in this day and age. Like I think there needs to be a lot more, done to make this more like a worthwhile like a thing i mean that's kind of why i was hinting at if microsoft wants to be kind of done with losing all that money on consoles and it's obviously a path that could be forward for them but um i definitely don't want like nintendo and sony and everybody else like just to be going on board and just it's Mm-hmm. it's important just to be able to play like the games, like pretty much whenever you kind of want to. And that's why they exist. Like the mm-hmm. NES cartridges exist. You can pop them in, still play them today. It doesn't matter that they came out in the eighties and nineties. It's like, yep. they're still there and can be played. Yeah. But just to have like a, another subscription service just to keep it running and doing all this extra streaming that requires like not only like top of the line televisions, but also pretty top of the line internet connections. It's Mm -hmm. not a good future where like all that stuff just continues to cost more and more money as they raise subscription rates as well. Like Netflix has Mm -hmm. increased their subscriptions and certainly game pass is going to have to go up in cost at some point in the future. It's not going to be permanently at its, current price which i don't even know because i don't have it but it's there's gonna be a time where it's gonna have to go up in price and that just really sucks (laughs) yep and and logan's saying he's burnt out on subscriptions i am too and i think that's like it's like you need a subscription for everything and and there's still a lot of internet companies that even if you do have fast internet a lot of them still have bandwidth uh caps and so like are you even going to be able to play a game because you might just 
cap out your internet speed. Like, oh, wow, you can't have high speed anymore. You already went through, you know, whatever. And so it's going to throttle it down or whatever it is. Like, it's not a, it's not a good experience unless, unless our infrastructure changes. And maybe it is, maybe Microsoft knows something, maybe they're pushing for something that, you know, we don't know about. Um, but, uh, it is really, really interesting. Um, Joster says that until every, everyone, and I mean, even Tom Hanks on a tropical Island in the middle of nowhere has high speed quality, unthrottled, affordable internet, this streaming thing, games, uh, streaming thing for games won't work. <laughs> and I think that's a good final thought for, uh, for our, for what we think around this, uh, yeah. for sure. Well, let's uh, move into some of the headlines uh, that are have happened recently. Other quick things that we just want to make sure that you guys know about as Nintendo fans. Uh, like before we do that, um, quick reminder to subscribe to us um, on whatever podcast app you listen to us or here on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, uh, hit that bell as well to be alerted every time we go live. Um, hit that uh, share button to share uh, with other Nintendo fans out there that you think would enjoy this sort of thing. Join us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also our Discord. All those links are going to be in the show notes in the YouTube description, and uh, we'd absolutely love to connect with you all. Um, again, quick programming note that uh, our next live episode will happen on August 1st. We're going to be taking the month of July off because of holidays and travel and everything, but so we'll be back on August 1st with our next live episode, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 5 30 p.m pacific time and we would love to to have you guys join in uh let's jump into these headlines to make sure that you guys know what's going on and the first one is that we have a direct announcement kind of um <laughs> we woke up this morning to hear that there's going to be a xenoblade chronicles 3 direct on june 22nd so just in a couple days recording this on june 20th uh june 22nd at 7 a.m pacific time live streamed xenoblade chronicles 3 presentation showing roughly 20 minutes of uh information about this upcoming game i know barry's super excited about this game i'm somewhere in the middle greg's not interested in xenoblade but uh but yeah that's cool even though we were supposed to have a Nintendo Direct drop on June 29th. That's not been confirmed yet, but we do know for sure that the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct is going to happen on June 22nd. All right, so very topic that came out like a few weeks ago. Um, pretty much the Grammys are going to be adding in the video game music into their list. So that's really great to see that some games that have all this great music will be finally can be up for actual Grammy awards coming just starting next year. So stay tuned to the Grammys to see what kind of games will take their first uh, Grammy home. That's pretty awesome. And also we have our latest numbers for May 2022 and uh, Nintendo Switch is still at the top of the list uh, selling the most uh, of both in uh, both unit sales and dollar sales for the month of May 2022. So you can check out the entire list of all the different games that are topping that uh, that list on NintendoFuse.com. But uh, for the numbers, the top three is Nintendo Switch Sports, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. And uh, yeah, Nintendo still dominating the list. 
And obviously this was back an E3 type season. So there's been a plethora of events that have happened over the last few weeks. So um, limited run games announced that a huge list of games that they'll be publishing over the next year or so. Um, you can check out their website for all of their games that they just announced, including uh, Shredder's Revenge that me and Steve talked about earlier today. Um, the Sonic Central event um, happened as well, where they covered um, the Sonic Frontiers that we also talked about here today, in addition to some other Sonic news and updates for different games and stuff, like including like special Sonics and special costumes for like Fall Guys and other stuff like that. Um, in addition, we had like the Day of the Devs and they talked about a number of quite different type of uh, games is there as well. So be sure to check out that conference to see what kind of games are upcoming on a bunch of various platforms. And finally, um, Devolver Digital had their own showcase again, as they've done in the last few years. And Barry has always been one to talk up their unique style of like, how they have a continuing storyline and everything like that as they make their game announcements as well. So um even if you do find that Summer Games Fest, it has links to all these different shows as well if you just want like an all-in-one stop shop. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Devolver Digital is so... Their their stuff is so weird, and uh, I actually I, I told Barry this. Um, I I know one of the guys that does trailers for Devolver Digital now, um, <laughs> a friend of mine. Um, we worked on a different site together and everything, and he's been in the video game trailer world for a while. And I recently uh, I heard that he yeah he he moved over to Devolver Digital. So I need to reach out to him and see if he has a hand in creating their their directs at all because. Uh, they are something. I'll tell you that this one this year was really weird. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, couple quick things, uh, like just my thoughts, um, Xenoblade Chronicles. That was, that was kind of disappointing actually. <laughs> Xenoblade's great game, but it was really disappointing to wake up and, and, uh, get the email, the press release from Nintendo going, Hey, we got a direct it's no, it's not a full direct. It's, it's just about Xenoblade. So, Maybe we'll still see the full one next week. Um, really cool that Grammys are adding video game music. That's that's awesome to to hear. Um, there's a lot of great composers out there that really deserve um, some recognition for the amazing work that they put into their game music. So really cool to to see that added. Um, I don't really pay attention to the Grammys much anymore um but you know a lot of people do and it's still a, a cool thing to win a grammy for music uh composition and now that all these different composers get to experience that that's that's awesome so um i at least have a chance to experience that and uh yeah cool to see nintendo still on top uh there's a bunch of stuff out there that greg you you walked through earlier and everything um just all the different informa information jokesters already complaining about his wallet um because there's a lot of a lot of cool games that have been announced um what are your what are your thoughts about all these different headlines? Yeah, I was definitely a little bit disappointed to see that our podcast predicted the a Xenoblade Direct, and unfortunately, Barry's not here to defend himself. To, to like, oh, check out this new uh, Xenoblade uh, game, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I know it's something I still need to give another chance to, but like that first game, like really soured my taste on the series as a whole. But I. 
hopefully someday I'll be one to check it out. But since I'm am a big Fire Emblem fan, I still need to like do like three houses. I still need to like, play other games and like my favorite franchise before me. Like you know what? Let's give Xenoblade that next uh, shot. So sure, it'll be added to like, a list, but it's certainly not going to be prioritized like in a such a manner where it's going to be like that. I'm going out to buy it tonight and <laughs> put it into the system tomorrow kind of thing. So yeah. it does suck that it's not a traditional direct. And I even replied to Barry on Twitter saying like, Oh, if I need a good nap, I'll <laughs> turn it on. So <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, kicking him while he's down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, the Grammy is being added that, like you said, it's great to see the composers and can get, recognition for their work like more like international like level like koji kondo so certainly get some grammys for all of his awesome music he's had in different games mm-hmm. and there's I'm, there's dozens of other composers that definitely deserve their time in the sun it would be really great if they were able to do kind of like a retroactive like winners for the category but i really, really cool. don't see them going in that uh, direction at all unfortunately mm-hmm. so it's not like oh mario 3 can win best soundtrack like <laughs> next year or anything like that yeah. Um, yeah, the sales numbers is always great to see as well. Like Switch Sports is pretty solid game, so it's really great to see that it's doing strong. And Kirby and Forgotten Land was a very epic game. I really enjoyed that as my first Kirby game, so it's still glad to see that's uh, going strong as well. As uh, it's been a few months after launch, and yeah, the lots of different shows that I gotta catch up on and see how my wallet will cry further down the line after <laughs> seeing yeah. how many more games I need to <laughs> go after. Right. Right. Well, we got a lot of games that are coming out over the next uh, couple of weeks and the next month until our, our next podcast recording. Um, we'll get into that just uh, in just a moment, but just another reminder that we do have a partnership with ripped apparel. I'm going to show you uh, those of you guys are watching the video version. You can see uh, the shirt that I got from them. It's kind of Dr. Strange and Mario combined. It's pretty fun. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoy the shirt and you can also get your own or uh, a number of other shirts that are on ripped apparel website be sure to use our link in the show notes or the youtube description so that we get a little bit of kickback for that that's just a a cool way for for you guys to um just show a little bit of support but also get some great shirts and other things that they sell there um but um it's a a cool way for you guys to support us at nintendo fuse so if you kind of wondering for a while like hey we we enjoy what we what you guys put out um but we how can we actually support you um this is a great way to do that but you can also buy our merch um and you can check that out on our website the youtube description um show notes we have uh links to all that and you can buy your own t-shirts um phone cases masks stickers uh, coffee mugs, all that stuff um, over at our merch uh, as well. And um, of course, we get a little bit of kickback from that. So it's just another way for you guys to support Nintendo Fuse and uh, and what we do here. Um, above everything else, we're just so grateful that you guys keep coming back and, and watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, sharing with others, joining our Discord and social media and all that stuff. It's, it's so great to, to connect with you all. And so, um, yeah, you don't have to go out and buy stuff to support us, but if you want to, those are a couple of ways. So, 
Well, let's uh, let's jump into what's going to be uh, happening over the next couple of weeks. And like we said earlier, uh, we are back on a live show on August 1st because we're taking uh, off the month of July. But uh, several games coming out over the next uh, few weeks until our next podcast. Uh, so thanks to Metacritic for uh, putting together a list uh, of Switch games that are coming up. I'm going to scroll them on the screen as I usually do. Um, but a couple ones to take note of uh fall guys does drop free to play on june 21st also sonic origins is making his way over to the switch on june 23rd pocky and rocky is coming out june uh, 24th capcom fighting collection is coming out also on june 24th fire emblem warriors three hopes is on june 24th as well and monster hunter rise sunbreak dlc coming out on june 30th uh, the DLC for Cuphead, which is Cuphead and the Delicious Last Course, is also on June 30th. River City Saga Three Kingdoms comes out on July 21st. Uh, Live Alive, which is a game I know um, that uh, Barry's really excited about. I'm I'm very intrigued about it as well. Uh, coming out on July 22nd. Azure uh, Striker Gunvolt 3 is coming out on July 28th. And of course, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out on July 29th. Uh, so of these games or maybe other ones that you know are coming out, uh, what are you excited to play over the next few weeks, Greg? Um, definitely the Fire Emblem Three Hopes, but I also really want to finish the first Fire Emblem Warriors game and hopefully even play some more three houses before diving into that. Um, I guess I'll have to see where, how I feel about diving into um, three hopes. If I were to not jump into three houses right away. Um, my daughter has been really excited to do fall guys. She's been watching some videos on that and even knows that it's coming out on switch this week. So like, she was like, Oh, it's going to be coming out on the 25th. And I'm like, all right, it looks like we'll be picking up that one at some point this week. So that's pretty cool there. Um, yeah, I guess we just have to throw down the gauntlet for Barry to play uh, 30 hours of Xenoblade 3 before uh, the next podcast, just like he did with the second one to get in for Game of the Year. So, <laughs> yeah. So just need to issue Barry as a homework assignment to put in uh, 30 hours of Xenoblade 3 before uh, the next podcast. So you'll have like a good two or three days worth of time to do that. So you won't disappoint. I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm probably, I'm going to be playing more of, of, uh, TMNT shredders revenge for sure. Um, hopefully we'll get onto life is strange too. Now that I've done the prequel, um, it's pretty much the only thing left for me to do is life is strange too. Uh, and then continue of course in, in rocket league, uh, season seven. Um, hopefully, uh, going to do my placement matches pretty soon. So, um, hopefully I don't get knocked down a whole lot cause I made it up to diamond, uh, two this last season. So, um, hopefully I'm getting closer and closer to champ level, um, which is what I'm really excited about eventually hitting. Um, I don't think I'll ever get grand champ, but if I can get solidly into champ level, I'll be, I'll be really excited. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like you said, fall guy is coming to switch is going to be exciting. I had it on PS4, um, 
but I think it was because the free game that they gave me when I was still had my subscription. So I don't even know if I still have access to it. Um, but uh, having it on Switch will be fun. Um, and, you know, it's it's one that I'll probably play with my wife, play with, you know, some people in our Discord and just kind of hang out and just have some fun. Um, and I love that they're adding a bunch of new modes to it as well. So that'd be that'd be really fun. And um, yeah, I think that's probably going to keep me pretty busy over the next uh, next month for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so many, so many games. I feel sorry for all of your wallets. Um, I'm glad that like I'm not really into all these games like because my wallet would be really hurting. I mean, Capcom fighting stuff, Fire Emblem, Monster Hunter DLC, the Cuphead DLC, River City Saga, Live Alive, Azure Striker Convault, like these are some these are some solid games coming out over this next month. That's yeah, this, this is like a huge list. And normally summers have been known to be kind of more dry with game releases. And I don't know, like this one seems to be really ramped up like more than normal. I don't know if it's just because of like E3 is kind of missing. And I don't know. I don't know if it's been trying to focus to try to get us to be staying indoors in this uh, heat and whatever. I really don't know what that either, but yeah, there's definitely a plethora of games and certainly games for everyone. And there's some awesome games that are be hitting out this uh, next month. Yeah, absolutely. And if we do end up having that, that's a uh, Nintendo direct next week. Um, we'll have even more games than I'm sure they're going to announce that, that are coming out. Um, probably a shadow drop at least three or four games like they always do. And, uh, probably other ones that are hit in the next month or so. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting and it's an exciting summer. Like even though, you know, not having an E3, not having a traditional, you know, Nintendo direct and all that other stuff that's happened, you know, in the beginning of, of June, um, Gaming hasn't slowed down, it doesn't seem like. I think we're just kind of pushing forward. Um, so really exciting stuff uh, if, you're, if you're a gamer, for sure. Yeah, tons of great content coming, and it's great to see that more stuff is getting released over time. So I know Barry's got to be crying with all these uh, more games to add to his uh, vault of uh, Switch games, but... <laughs> True. He's, he's going, going for, for that, he's going for he's, he's going for that full set and there's <laughs> lots coming. That's true. However, I wonder if if he ever gets to the point going, hmm, I kind of regret this decision now that there's a lot more Switch games than there were Wii U games. <laughs> I, I think he's already said that he kind of was like wishing that he didn't dive into it kind of thing and it's one of those things where you can't really stop if you're already right. on top of it. So I guess you could, but but it's really hard at this point. <laughs> But I mean, I guess I know it's not like a super relatable example, but it's also kind of like the Amiibos. He really wanted to get every single one of those as well. And there's obviously way more <laughs> games than there are Amiibo figures, but it's, yeah. it's like that Pokemon mi mindset. Got to catch them all. That's true. That's true. I gave up on my Amiibo long ago. It's like I collected all of them for like the first, I don't know, series or so. And then I was like, I can't keep doing this. But I, I you know, have as we talked about in previous episodes, totally transferred that over to the uh, Mario Kart um, Hot Wheels instead. So yep. <laughs> like almost a whole collection of that one instead. And, <laughs> yep. And each of those are significantly cheaper than the Amiibo figures. So yeah, I, That's true. I ordered the Byleth Amiibo that got its reprint because I missed it the first time around. So it'll be, it's one of the ones I'm missing in my Smash collection. That's oh, other, other shoulder. So nice. 
just trying to go for the full smash set and there's a few of the um wave one dlcs are ones that i'm missing because mm. i did pick up min min and i all got byleth coming so cool cool well let's go to the chat real quick and see what they're going to be uh doing um over the next little while um we had a lot of conversation around uh, Microsoft and their their cloud gaming uh, for sure. Some great conversation going on there. We don't have time to read it all, but it's it's good. Um, and then uh, looks like Jakester's excited to finish his uh, Metroid Marathon and eventually play the second Ori or the two Ori games. Ori games are fantastic. Jakester, you're going to love them. They're awesome. They're beautiful. So much fun. Um, also continuing Triangle Strategy and hope that uh, Star Lego Star Wars is fixed. I hope it's fixed too, because I um, I haven't played that particular level that causes that that thing, but um, that's another game I need to get back to, is Lego Star Wars. Um, it's one that, that my wife and I started playing it together, and I I think I probably just need to continue it myself. <laughs> I think she's given up. Um, so I'm like, okay, now I can just play it by myself. Uh, but uh, Lego Star Wars, but I just need to avoid that whole section that uh, Jakester's talked about so I don't have the glitch happen. Um, and then um, Logan says, uh, hoping to snag some old SNES, sorry, not SNES, NES games on eBay. Um, remembers as a kid and uh, looks for some carts for his Switch, uh, Breath of the Wild and such. Um, Xenoblade 3, um, pretty excited about that one. And uh, Jakester also bought what what is oh byleth <laughs> like, he had a typo it was like i have he's thrown for me for a loop he's like put some japanese word there he knows that i can't pronounce and uh and then he's just like see see how steve pronounces this one <laughs> he's got a little fun with that but byleth um <laughs> so and he says uh the the glitch is in episode nine of uh of the lego uh, star wars so it's unavoidable unavoidable so yeah if you have that avoid episode nine or at least that area um where the glitch is uh so you can keep playing your game um greg anything uh beyond gaming that you're excited about over the next month we got a holiday in here in the united states you're gonna do anything special for for july 4th um probably just do like the traditional like town fireworks shows and whatnot i don't have too much other stuff going on it's um my ex's turn to have our daughter over the 4th of July weekend, so it'll be um, some solo time either with like myself or with friends or whatnot. So it would be just other time to spend with family and everything going on there. So I'm still helping out with like premium edition games, trying to help get the more distributors on board for Series 4. So that's been kind of just the ongoing process there. And yeah, that's pretty much it i don't think i really have too much going on even like for the month of july that at least i know of at this point i would second always post other updates like in discord and whatnot if stuff changes over time but at least not at this immediate time i know like my entire july schedule or anything so mm -hmm. yeah there's be great to get some time to play some of these games and really hope i can play like three houses soon and get into it just so I can get into three hopes and be able to play that one. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Nice. 
Nice. Um, I was I'm actually trying to look for something. I, I forgot to get this ready ahead of time, but um, we took vacation, um, which is why we actually, one of the reasons why we had to pre-record our last episode. And um, I actually got to go to the e-gaming lounge or, or uh, thing at the uh, one of the, the uh, casinos. I think it was the uh oh i'm totally blanking on what it's called but anyhow um this like a huge uh e-gaming uh esports uh thing at um at, in las vegas and got to check it out and everything they weren't having any tournaments or anything that night um which i was kind of bummed about like um because i was i was hoping they'd be able to uh be able to check out all of that um but it was it was cool to uh just see the the lounge they were having like a pokemon night at the time i don't know if you're gonna be able to see this um but HyperX uh sponsors it i'm gonna try to show it on my phone it's gonna be awful there but that's uh yeah that's the lounge or the the gaming thing itself and it was cool just to kind of walk around and and check it out and they had some really cool um the the systems there that you can you can play and everything on so that was that was fun but uh don't have any cool trips like that planned over the next month um but uh that was that was cool to check out and maybe i'll maybe i'll do a little uh kind of a expose or something like that on on nintendofuse.com or at least post some photos and videos on our discord so um that way you guys can actually check it out and see what i saw at the uh at the the esports um tournament area and everything there in vegas i just remembered like i didn't really get to go over my father's day thing where i took my daughter to this electronic game box thing and it was really cool there was like a local mall that has like one of these electronic game boxes and it's pretty much like almost like a somewhat like virtual reality type like game experience they have a projector that goes onto the walls and then like to interact with the games like you put your hand and like touch the walls to like press the buttons and interact and it's pretty cool there's also like a little headset that goes like that you wear and then it um kind of tracks like your movement as you go left and right or towards the main wall and back and it like moves your character around and it was actually a very interactive uh experience and i thought it was really cool and if you have one of those near you i would definitely recommend checking out one of those electronic game boxes that sounds cool i had never heard of that but that's awesome i'm gonna have to look around and see um also the nintendo like summer tour thing is happening soon, I think too. So I for, I totally forgot about that. And uh, maybe I'll get down to the the mall and like south of Denver or something like that. I might check that out. So if I do, I'll play strikers. <laughs> probably just play strikers and complain to the people there that can't do anything about it. Um, but uh, yeah, if I do, I'll throw some photos in our Discord as well and probably on our social media. So make sure you check that out too. But well, Greg, it's been great to uh, talk games with you as always. It's going to be uh, be weird that we won't be back till for a live show until August first. But um, hopefully, you guys enjoy chatting with us in Discord and everything else in between. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back. Like I said, August first for our next episode for episode two fifty five. But uh, until then, happy gaming, everybody. Happy gaming, and tune in when Steve calls August first uh, back in June. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs>